0: Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your mostly ghostly host and caretaker of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This haunting yarn, Story Club members, may make you lose your head. It's one I call the Headless Bicyclist. Brad Boyd wasn't afraid of anything. Why would he be? He was the strongest player on the Pee Wee baseball team. He could hit a ball out of the park and run bases like nobody else. Even at age 11, many thought he might go pro one day. Brad was a practical kid, grounded in reality. So when he was invited to the Halloween barn party at his friend Katrina's house, he gladly accepted. No spooks, spirits, and shadowy shapes would scare him on the last night of October. His town of Slumberland Hollow had one of the scariest ghost stories, and everyone shared it, especially on Halloween night. About three decades ago, a boy of 12, Toby Hess, was riding his bike home late one foggy night. He was wearing headphones and didn't hear or see the midnight train that ran through town. Toby Hess was killed, but more than that, his head was never found. Now when it's said, when the fog creeps in on cold, lonely nights, particularly around Halloween, the ghost of Toby Hess can be seen riding his bicycle, trying to find his missing head. What's even more terrifying is that it's been said the ghost of Toby Hess will try to take anyone's head if they happen to be out late and cross his path. All of that was rubbish to somebody like Brad Boyd though. They were just ghost stories, tales of the boogeyman, told by parents to scare kids into going to bed at night. If you don't sleep, many parents have warned, the ghost of Toby Hess will find you and take your head. Absolute trash, Brad thought. He gulped down another glass of sparkling punch and wolfed down three more pumpkin cookies. It was Saturday night, so Brad had been given permission to stay out later than usual. He rode his bike the three miles to his friend Katrina's house out in the country. Brad rode his bike all over town. Not only did it give him a sense of freedom, but it also kept him in shape for baseball season. He'd ride up the steep and winding Widowmaker Hill just to get the blood pumping in his legs. When others would walk their bikes up the steep and winding slope, puttering out, Brad would pedal past them, chuckling at their weaknesses. Brad spent the night dancing with every girl he could at the party. He was popular on the dance floor and he had the energy to bust a move for hours. Katrina's cousin was a DJ who spun some of the funkiest tunes, which kept the boards of the old barn hopping. Paper skeletons and bats hung from the dusty old beams. Strings of orange lights and fake spiderwebs crisscrossed above the dance floor. Brad didn't care much for a ridiculous holiday like Halloween, but he did love a good party. Crank up the tracks and lose yourself was his philosophy on the matter. That's why he'd lost track of time. Brad couldn't hear his phone over the party music, so he didn't see the messages from his mother trying to call him until it was too late. When he took a bathroom break, Brad finally checked his phone and saw the half dozen calls and texts from his mom telling him he was late and he needed to come home right now. Brad texted his mom back, telling her he would leave immediately and be back home in about 20 minutes. But that's not what happened. Katrina came up to Brad and asked him to dance. It was a slow song. He'd always liked Katrina. She sat ahead of him in their fifth grade class. He danced a slow song with her, and another, and another. Brad didn't realize that Katrina had talked to her DJ cousin and asked him to change up the fast beats for slow rhythms so she could specifically dance with Brad. Another hour went by, and he was having so much fun with Katrina that Brad forgot about the time. Then he looked at his phone. Oh no, it was 20 minutes to midnight, He was in trouble. He needed to get home right now. He would probably be grounded for a week. Brad bid Katrina a good night. Most of the partygoers had already left, having been picked up by their parents. Brad was one of the last to leave the barn. He hopped on his 10-speed bike and headed for home. A light fog had rolled in during his first mile. By the time he reached the second mile, it had gotten thicker. The headlight he had mounted on his bike barely cut through the fog. Brad cranked up his favorite playlist. The music boomed in his earbuds. That's why he didn't see or hear the headless ghost of Toby Hess until it was too late. On the final mile home, Brad saw the ghost. He wore dark jeans, black high-top sneakers, a navy blue sweater, and had no head. Brad wasn't a kid who would normally scream, but upon seeing the peddling specter next to him, he did just that. And then he pedaled faster, putting all of his strength into it. His bike speedometer climbed to 40 miles an hour, the fastest Brad had ever gone. But the ghost stayed with him. Despite not having a head, he heard a chilling laugh. The laugh of a young boy, but deeper and more menacing, eminent through the foggy night. He heard the train whistle, the midnight train. It was heading his way. He would have to beat the train, The freighter would be pulling at least a mile of cars. He would have to stop and the ghost would get him. Would it take his head? Brad didn't have time to consider the horrible possibility. He pedaled, pedaled, pedaled. The train tracks crossed Irving Road. If he crossed it before the ghost did, he'd leave his headless pursuer in the dust. Brad pumped the pedals, his leg muscles screaming. The single light of the train glared through the fog. It appeared like a one eyed prehistoric beast lurking through the primordial mists. Brad zipped around the flashing train crossing gates and rocketed across the bumpy tracks seconds before the train roared past. He slowed down and caught his breath. He did it. He was safe now. No headless ghost would take his head tonight. As Brad rolled toward home, a familiar, menacing laugh ripped through the fog. Headless Toby Hess sat on his black bike in the middle of the road, waiting for him. Brad's screams melded with the roar of the midnight train. Wow, that story took me completely by surprise, just like Brad. I wonder if he made it home safe or if he lost his head, literally. Maybe he should have paid a little more attention to the time and the tales. I hope you were paying attention, devoted listeners, for your own sake. Did you know there are a whole bunch of Go Kid Go shows? Of course, there's the R.L. Stein Story Club, and you're a member. There's also Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way. Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.